Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from Project Life Mastery and right now I'm sitting down with Roger Love, the number one vocal coach in the world. He's worked with some of the best performers out there from Selena Gomez to Hanson to Papa Roach. He's got a whole wall here that I'd love to share with you guys of uh, different plaques of all the best performers that you've worked with. Top speakers like Tony Robbins, Brendan Burchard. So Roger, I just want to say thank you for having me today and for having me in your studio. Thank you so much. We're going back in time. Hanson, I don't know if your your <laughs> viewers remember. will remember Hanson and that song Mbop, yep, but do. that was uh, a million years ago. But I also do John Mayer and Eminem and, and Maroon 5 and uh, tons of current groups that, that they may actually yes. know the lyrics to. Yes. So but, how, how did you get into this? How did you become the number one vocal coach in the world? Well, that has a good ring to it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So, it looks good. I can't fit all that on a on a, a license plate, but you know, maybe around the rim. When I was 16 years old, my voice teacher went away to Canada to teach a master class, and there was no one to take over the studio. So he just said, "Hey, Roger, do you want to come over and uh, teach a few lessons?" And I said, "Well, that sounds great, but I am a good student, I think, but I don't know how to teach." And he said, "I'm going to pay you a hundred dollars an hour." And I said, I will, I can't wait to, to be there. I'll be there at 314 tomorrow after school. And so I showed up in my first day not knowing how to actually teach. My first lesson was Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. And then Earth, Wind, and Fire and Stevie Wonder and all these amazing, and the Jacksons and all these super groups. And we really found through trial and error that six months later when he came back, all of his students wanted to stay with me. Because I, I realized that I had a way of listening to the sounds that were coming out of people's mouths and then making it better. Yeah. And then I've spent my life since then working with singers and then eventually speakers yeah. to do just that. Have people open up their mouths and make incredible sounds that give them the life that they want. Yeah. And we just did a coaching session. I've hired Roger as my vocal coach. And you brought a whole new awareness to speaking that I wasn't even aware of before. And I think a lot of people that are watching this right now, they go about their lives speaking, communicating with their friends, family, whatever it might be, but they don't have the awareness of how to actually speak effectively. Why don't you tell me the reason that you thought it might be a good idea for you to come and take a lesson with me? Yeah, so I want to improve my voice. Uh, I've been a YouTuber now for about seven years, and most of what I do is speaking in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. I do do events, masterminds, public speaking. And I just felt, you know, it's just worth having an expert like yourself that can actually coach me on my voice. And I don't know if I'm speaking the right way. I know based on um, 
some of your content material, the way that I breathe is very important when I speak, which is something that I want to work on. But I just want to expand my range, my ability to communicate, uh, build a more attractive voice, and just be more, I guess, efficient and more elegant and more attractive in the way that I speak. So you're speaking to me, and it's this is casual. So when you're doing your videos... How might the voice change? Pretend that you're shooting a video now about something that you're really excited about and show me what the voice might sound differently. Or let's say you were on a stage right now and there was a thousand people in the audience. How would the voice sound different? Would it be the same volume? Would it have the same melodies? Kind of pretend that now you're doing a video. Okay, show me. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from projectlifemastery.com and today I'm gonna share with you how to create an empowering ritual for your life. So I believe there's three parts of an empowering ritual. One, you got to do something every single day for your mind. you got to feed your mind with positive books, audio programs, podcasts, whatever it is to feed your mind. It could also be doing empowering affirmations or things that can help to condition your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions. Also, you got to do something for your body. you got to take, make sure you hydrate your body first thing in the morning. you got to make sure you do something physical to turn your body on, whether that's going for a workout or stretching or yoga. And you got to do something for your spirit as well. I believe, you know, your spirit, whether that's meditation or gratitude, um, prayer. And I believe by doing all three of those aspects first thing in the morning, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, and really nurturing yourself so that you can be at your best every day, that can really allow you to make sure that you get way more out of your day and your life. Awesome. Okay. I've figured out a lot of things okay, already. <laughs> okay. That's my job. Yes. I'm a voice coach. I don't know if you heard. Yes. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't give out cards because people say, how come you don't give out cards? And I always say, because I'm a voice coach. I'm supposed to advertise by word of mouth, not cards. Anyways, I see what's going on here. All right, here's my assessment of it. First of all, you're a great speaker. And obviously, people love listening to you because you have uh, quite a huge following. So you're doing a lot of great things. And you exude a, uh, a sense of joy and on your face and and so your whole energy is really non-threatening you're not angry you're really positive and happy you seem to exude those things and people like that when 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 people are have a choice of who to listen to and who to watch they're going to pick the people that are happy and seem grateful and showcase that that happiness and make them feel happy so you already have all that going some things that I would want to play around with. You spend all of your time in, in the in the bottom third of your range, all of it. So it's so it's as if you were a piano and it was kind of cut off right here. So these are the notes that you really like. So you play all the time here, and this is it. And you you've managed to play a really nice lot of words and songs that you speak, but it's all in this one little register. And there's nothing that kind of, kind of comes up here. Nothing that goes up there and nothing that goes way down here. So if you were a song, you'd be limiting your melody. Yes. So even when when you talk about things that you're excited about, it still stays within that same range. And it, and the, there's really three voices in the male voice. There's a voice down low called chest voice. And then there's a voice way, way up here called head voice. And then there's an area in between called middle voice. Ah, uh, Ah, so most people only have one 
of the three voices. Most people either just have chest voice and they stay here all the time and they talk about what, what makes them sad and then they talk about what makes them happy and they talk about good things and bad things and it's all restricted to one area. Some people, women, a lot of women and some men get trapped in head voice and it's all, everything's up here. It's all, everything's so high and pretty and this sounds good sometimes for a woman but when you try to bring your head voice down, oh, 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 oh. Uh, it doesn't work. And when you try to bring your chest voice up, ah, uh, ah, uh, ouch, that doesn't work. So even when people know that there's two voices, chest voice down low and head voice up, up on high, when they try to go back and forth, there's usually a big break. You've heard it when people sing. Ah, uh, the land of the free. You hear people breaking all the time as if they were trapped in some weird puberty space. So I talk about that there's chest voice, ah, head voice, ah, and then this area in between which acts as like this amazing bridge called middle. So instead of ah, 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 we go ah, and then all parts of the voice are big and thick and strong. And the reason I teach my great speakers and singers to have all three voices is because each voice has sounds that actually create certain emotions. So down low where you spend a certain amount of your time, that's a really good voice to have when you're trying to close deals and you're trying to show you're really strong and you're really serious and you've got the ways to help people have better lives and you need a lot of this chest voice. But then head voice, there's this beautiful part of head voice that you don't use at all, which could make you sound more sweet and kind and and excited sometimes when you're talking about it. And then there's that area in between middle. The sounds of middle are all exciting and edgy and goosebumps on your arm kind of sounds. Yeah. So, so if you're only spending most of your time in chest voice, you're not using those other voices. For example, if I took like one of the greatest singers in history, Pavarotti, the, one of the greatest opera singers ever, and, who, and he sings all these high parts, right? So he, he's a tenor. So you go to see Pavarotti when he was alive and he would hit the high note ah! and you, you'd freak out and you'd have goosebumps on your arm and you'd all of a sudden start to cry or smile. And so that was where his voice really sung. If I took Pavarotti and made, gave him a different part in the opera and made him sing everything low, people would be like, oh, his voice isn't that good. So it's kind of also about learning where, where your voice sounds the best kind of what I call the money notes, and then what sounds are really emotional so that when you make them, it helps you showcase the things that you're really passionate about and it makes people feel things. So I think you spend all your time in chest voice. I want to have, I want to show you some more middle voice and some more head voice so that that we just have some variety. I believe that if you kind of sound the same after a few seconds, people think they know what you're going to sound like next. And when they think they know what you're going to sound like next, then they know what you're going to say next. And when they know what you're going to say next, why don't, they're just going to go to the next video. Okay. They're like, I'm smarter, I'm smarter than that guy. Yeah. I already know where that guy's going. Yeah. Okay? So I always want to keep sound unpredictable. Okay. So having more voices to play with, having more melody to play with. Okay. What are some of the biggest... I guess, mistakes that you notice amongst a lot of people when they speak and what, what can they do to improve their speaking voice? Awesome. Those of you watching this right now, you probably think that you were born with that voice. So the way that you sound right now 
you think that's you. But we were born with an instrument. We weren't born with knowing how to use that instrument. So I say, however old you are right now, you can decide how you want to sound. You can take the voice that you were born with, the instrument, and then polish it up, tune it like you would if I gave you a new guitar. You'd have to learn how to play the guitar. So people need to learn how to play the voice to make great sounds, whether it's speaking or singing. So the biggest mistake is thinking that the sounds that are coming out of your mouth are the only sounds you can make when that's just like saying somebody gave me a piano, but only one note is tuned. So then I'm going to go to a piano tuner, have them tune it all up, and then I'm going to try to play a lot more notes. Now let's do this. I'm going to give you some exercises mm -hmm. so that I can kind of see what happens as I try to go higher in the range. Because okay. like I said, you only are using the, the bottom part of your voice, but I want to do a little exploring and see what you got up okay. higher. Okay. Do this for me, say, go, 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 stop pulling your stomach in <laughs> and let it come in. Kay. When you fill up a balloon with air, now the balloon is full. So how do you get air out of the balloon? Well, you let go of the top. Mm -hmm. And then the balloon is deflated. What good does it do to fill up the balloon, to let go of the top, and then squeeze the sides right, of the balloon. Right. You're wasting your squeeze. Yeah. So don't pull your stomach in. Just okay. let it come in. Believe me, the air wants to okay. come out. When you go in a pool and you go underwater and you're underwater, what's the first feeling that you have? Not, I really need to take another breath. Mm -hmm. What's the first feeling? I got to let a little air out. Right. Because <sighs> if you don't let a little air out, your lungs want to explode. Yeah. So the air is dying to get out. Yeah. It doesn't need your help. Yeah. Just stop tightening your stomach and the stomach yeah. will come in by itself. All right. Go. Go, 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 go. Awesome. Breathing. You actually are sort of doing the breathing that you've learned from me by reading the books and watching some videos, but you're not fully there yet. Mm -hmm. Most of the time you're holding your breath when you breathe. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you get this sound. Like there's, yes, there's air coming out, but it just happens to be coming out. Yeah. You're not really in control over it. Yeah. Definitely. I'll, I noticed that too, when I'm speaking to someone in public or whatever it is more in front of the camera, I'm more comfortable. And I think that helps more too. But if I am a little bit more nervous or some anxiety or whatever it is, then I will hold my breath a yeah, lot more. You hold your breath a lot. Yeah. And here's the other thing, because you are used to doing videos and you're used to doing them extemporaneous. So you, you'll say, I know what I want to talk about. And then you'll just go. Well, the way you are structuring your sentences, which I call phrasing, the way the words come together and then there's a comma and then there's more words and there's another comma and there's more words in a period. That's phrasing, just like music. Here's the, here's how the phrasing of the music goes. Well, well, speaking has phrasing too. You get a lot of words, a lot of words, a lot of words, a lot of words, a lot of words. You don't speak to the comma. Stop. Take a big breath. And then speak, speak, speak to the comma. Yeah. And then take a breath. You actually stop wherever you've just run out of air. And you're thinking you're getting paid by the word, my friend. <laughs> so you have all these words. And I'm not saying your words are not good. Your words are good. But what happens is you're, 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 you're into one sentence and you should be stopping a sentence at a comma. And then you move into the next part. And then all of a sudden, indiscriminately, you run out of air. So you have to take another breath. And then those breaths are really short. Right. And you're not getting enough air. Yeah. When I speak... I'm always thinking about shorter phrases and where am I going to put the comma? 
So here I am speaking and I'm looking for the comma. Stop, I take a breath. Then I'm going to continue speaking, but decide when the next comma comes. Stop. You just kind of speak, 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 and when you run out of air, you stop. But a lot of times you stop in the middle of a sentence. You stop in the middle of a word. Yes. You're like, oh, so the acrobat, all of a sudden we were talking about this and that. And yeah. so I don't do that. Yeah. I speak in what I call sound bites. All the words are supposed to be there till I get to a comma. Then I'm going to jump back into the sentence until I get to the next comma. I purposely don't use phrases that are longer than the average amount of breath. You do. You're like a pearl diver. Yeah. You take a little breath and then you're like, I'm down in the water. I'm not going to come up until I get a pearl. I'm going to be down in the water and I'm not going to come up again until I get the right pearl. I don't want just any pearl. I want a really good pearl. Yeah. So I'm going to fix that. Okay. I'm going to show you what you're doing wrong. Because that's why I asked. I was like, how can I be able to say more longer in one yeah. breath you see, you, versus it's... it's Stopping. Okay. So you, it's learning when to pause and when to take that breath so that I can... Oh, see what you did? It's learning when to pause and when to take that breath so that you can... No, it's learning when to pause, comma, when to take that breath, comma, so that you never run out of air in the middle of a sentence. But you tried to make all that one and you ran out by the third part of what you should have already taken two breaths. Yes. yes. So people, are, people want to hear from you emotion by emotion, not word by word. So you don't need as many words as you're thinking. And when you stop for a comma, you're not losing the audience. And, and talk a little bit about the breathing because I think that's an important element. Most people breathe with their mouths open. And then they raise their chest and shoulders. And then they go down with their chest and shoulders. And that's called accessory breathing. And that's the way to get the least amount of air into the lungs. And that's the way to have the least control of how air comes back out. But if you want to sound great, if you want to have an amazing voice, you have to control how air comes out. So you should be closing your lips, breathing into your nose, pretending that you have a balloon in your tummy, and then speaking while your stomach is coming back in. Most of you aren't doing that. That's called diaphragmatic breathing. Breathing into the nose, pretending you're filling up your tummy, and then only speaking while your stomach comes out. When you do that, you have more volume, you have more melody, you have more tone, you sound stronger and more self-confident. I'd like to talk to you about what makes a voice attractive, because I know you've really studied that. And I was sharing with you earlier how I came across your work. I discovered you through Tony Robbins, through his Get the Edge program. And I was 19 years old. I was very shy back in high school. I never speak at all. I'd just be behind the computer playing video games. And that was my way of escaping the world and everything. And I was never confident in my voice. That was one of the reasons why I think I was so shy. So I think what you're doing is you're giving people that confidence that they that they can communicate their message or communicate to the opposite sex or whatever it might be. Um, and I came across her Set the Voice free program, and I used to listen to it and do the vocal exercises every day to and from work. And that helped me tremendously um, and still has to this day. But I was doing it mostly because I was single, and I wanted to. I was going out to nightclubs and bars, and I wanted to be able to attract the opposite sex. And you know, for men, you know, attracting women, your voice 
subcommunicates, I guess, certain things about yourself, whether it's confidence or whatever it might be. Yeah. What have you observed? What makes up a, a, an attractive voice? Um, you know, and what kind of difference have you found that makes, whether it's doing sales or attracting the opposite sex? Got it. An attractive voice is a voice that moves people emotionally. So when we speak, we're supposed to showcase our emotions, and then we're supposed to make other people feel those emotions. But we do things that get in the way. A lot of us speak with only one note called monotone, and we think we're so exciting, except we're boring the heck out of everyone that's listening to us. We're like a piano with only one note. Hey, I'm really excited. Don't you want to go out with me? I found this amazing restaurant. Come on, I'm going to take you. I'm even going to maybe pay. So monotone. So we're boring the heck out of people with no melody. We only have one volume. We find that one volume that kind of worked for us. Hey, this is my volume. I'm really excited. Let's go. And you don't change it up. Where sometimes there's more volume and you're excited. And sometimes there's less volume. We, we do the same pace. All the words seem to fall in exactly the same pattern. This is my voice. This is my personality. I'm growing up. I want to be a psychologist. So I'm just going to talk like this. And all the words fall like this. And then there's no changes. So it's like then you're not showing any, any, any changes in your emotions by your pitch, how high or low you go, by your volume, how soft or loud you get by your tone, how airy or how edgy you get, and your pace, how fast and slow, and your melody. So basically, I think we were all born singing, and then we all took all the music out, and we end up talking like this. Hey, hey, how you doing? Good. Want to go out? No. So we got, I, I put the music back into people's speaking voices and they sound emotional and then they bring out the emotions of everyone they speak to. That's the people that want to be around you. Yes. Move them emotionally. They, they can't wait to hear you. When you grew up, did you ever have like a high voice? I remember I used to not be able to go, woo! It took me a while to be able to do that and my okay. voice would always crack. So All right. So yeah. you haven't had a whole lot of time going woo no, <laughs> and getting your voice up there. Yeah. Well, we got to add a little more woo to your life. And anyone that's listening now and watching, <laughs> they're thinking, oh, they're from another planet. Why yeah. would anybody do that? And the answer is, is because there's all these high notes that yeah. you have just decided you don't own. Yeah. So I got to find a way of getting them back into your body so that you can totally. speak or sing and, and have all of the range. Let's say you want to yeah. bust out a Bruno Mars song, but you're not going to be able to bust it out all in the low voice. Yeah. You're yeah. going to need some high stuff. Yeah. Stop going like this on the high note. Okay. People think that the high notes are up here. Yeah, They're on the like ceiling. This. And they think that the low notes are painted on their <laughs> shoes. But, but it's like this. A piano is a horizontal. So if I want to play the piano, yeah. it's no harder for me to reach here or here. But most people try to speak or sing as if the piano was put on its side and you were laying on the ground and you're trying to get to the high notes but you couldn't reach them. Yeah. But you, it's a horizontal. The vocal cords operate like this. Yeah. It's a horizontal. High, low. It's not harder, high. Mm -hmm. You just got to go to a different place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you see, most people just tighten their neck yeah. and lock their stomach and then they can't get higher. Yeah. But if you relax your stomach and don't tighten your neck, the sound will come out. Yeah. Okay? What do, what do you notice? What are the reasons why you think? 
You just so you you. It's just not comfortable. When your voice going cha- to those. when your voice changed, you never went. You never right. sang high. Unfamiliar. You never spoke high. Yeah. You just stayed down low. And yeah. so it's like you built a false ceiling for yourself. Yeah. And we're done with that. It's not your fault that your neck locks like you're going to get beaten up, yeah. and your stomach locks like somebody just going to punch you. And and I have to stop those yeah. to get the higher sounds. Yeah. Yeah. But the higher sounds are amazing. Yeah. Uh, the tenor male voice is very, very special. Yeah. Nobody paid money to go see the three baritones in concert. They, they went to see the three tenors. Yeah. The tenor range, the higher range for a male voice, is fantastic. It's got a lot of emotion, and it works great on video and audio. Mm-hmm. Okay? So being stuck in the basement, the, most people in their basement, they don't have any windows. It's not a perfect right. place to live. You, you need to move upstairs to the penthouse, yeah. and the penthouse requires that you stop blocking all of the air coming out of your body. Yeah, they stop yeah. tensing. Like You probably lift weights like this, too. I exhale. <laughs> you exhale? But I, yeah. I bet you exhale, but, but you still have tension. Yeah. The goal, the next level when you're doing weights is yeah. to not yeah. feel tension yeah. in, in, in muscles that you're not using. Yeah. To just focus the air. They talk about sending air to that part of the body that you're lifting with or yeah. that you're exercising with. Mm-hmm. Not tensing that part of the body and... While you're exhaling, you might be exhaling, but I'm telling you, there's still too much tension. Yeah. Now, you've worked with some of the best performers in the world, and you've, I know you've shared many different stories. I remember um, you shared, I think, a story you had to go and help Eminem, who, you know, had to perform, and you work with these people, and you're the guy that they call when they can't get up to speak or they can't get up to sing. And I'm just kind of, you know, curious, after working with all these incredible people, what are some of the common common factors that you've noticed that make them great performers? Great question. First thing to realize, almost every great performer is an introvert. They're just as scared as everyone else about getting up and speaking or singing in front of the public. They're introverts. Most, I would say 99.7% of all the most famous people that I've worked with I just finished doing A Star is Born for Bradley Cooper. And I work with so many different actors and actresses. And they're all basically introverts. They get into acting and speaking because they're shy. And then acting allows them to pretend they're other characters. So realize that it's fantastic to be an introvert. Those are the most creative thinking, imaginative people. Those are the people that should be running the world, but that you have to be able to find a switch someplace. Whoop, maybe it's here, maybe it's here, maybe it's here. That you flip that switch and then you at least get sound out that moves people emotionally, like an extrovert voice. So it's fine to be an introvert, but you gotta find enough voice so that when it comes out, people still see how special you are. And so are there certain rituals? I know you have rituals for the voice, but are there other rituals that you've noticed from these people before they perform that allow them to hit that switch to turn into that extrovert or, or to put on their best performance? Yeah, and you know what, that's, what that, uh, that variable is? Practice. Most people don't sound great because they haven't practiced. They haven't learned the right techniques. And in my case, my techniques are super simple. You learn a few gugs and gugs, you get rid of some pressure, you change the way you breathe a little bit back to the way that you breathe when you were a baby, and then you just practice it a little bit, and then all of the rest happens. So, so let me tell you something. Bradley Cooper, 
came to my studio at 7.30 every single morning, five days a week for months, after he'd already driven 30 miles from where he lived to go work out for an hour and a half, and then came over to my studio here in Hollywood and was at my doorstep at 7.30 in the morning after all that, every single day, never was late for a set. For a second, never one time late. The greatest performers and speakers, they work hard. But the thing is, is you're working hard at what you're passionate about. So it's it's like, oh, I worked really hard and I painted this amazing painting. Awesome. Oh, I worked really hard and I ended up with this hit song. Amazing. I worked really hard and I just spoke to a whole room full of people and I changed their lives. Fine. Work a little harder. But the joy of what happens on the other end is so worth it. The goal is, is to only speak while your stomach is coming in. Okay. Take a breath. Roger wants me to only speak while my stomach is coming in. Roger wants me to only speak when my stomach is coming in. Good, louder. Roger wants me to only speak when my stomach is coming in. It's like I have an accelerator pedal in my tummy. It's like I have an accelerator pedal pedal in my tummy. Like a car. If I want the car to go yeah. fast, I push down the accelerator pedal. If I want the car to go slow, I just really slowly press down the accelerator pedal. So check this out. Air is supposed to come riding out of your mouth, and it's supposed to hit the bodies of the people that are listening to you. Yeah. But you basically are deciding that you're talking to yourself, kind of, because you don't, you're not vibrating bodies. You're keeping all the sound right here. And you say, Roger, I have a mic. I don't have to get over there. Yes, you do. You got to get the sound outside of you. You're still supposed to pretend when you're doing your broadcast, when you're doing your videos, it's not about you just getting it into the mic or the mic over there. It's about filling up the room with you. Because as sound comes out and is carried out by the air, all of that, all of that goes into the video too. Mm -hmm. And they feel that and they yeah. hear it. Yeah. Put your hand up like this. You talk like this, and you don't feel that much air hitting your fingers, right? Yeah. And now I'm going to speak, and do you feel how much air is hitting my fingers? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a lot of air hitting your fingers, I meant. Yeah. So put up in front of yours. Talk. Talk to me. Roger, I'm talking to you now, and I want to know how much air is hitting my fingers. Roger, I'm talking to you now, and I want to know how much air is hitting my fingers. And more air is hitting now because Roger told me to. And more air is hitting now because Roger told me to. But what happens if I let my stomach come in? But what happens if I let my stomach come in? See how you don't fight me. This is you got good abs here. This is great for the beach. But 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 nobody cares when you have your shirt on. Yeah. So now let's do abs for for speaking, which yeah. means you just let your stomach not tighten so much and fall back in. Take a breath. Roger wants me to only speak while my stomach is coming in. Go. Roger wants me to only speak when my stomach is coming in. Feel more air even. Have more air hit. Roger wants me to only speak when my stomach is coming in. That's a lot closer. Okay. So I want you to go from here to this, to thinking that your job is to send the air all the way over there. Roger wants me to hit the wall over there with my voice. Say that. Roger wants me to hit the wall over there with my voice. But Roger wants my stomach coming in while I'm doing it. But Roger wants my stomach coming in while I'm doing it. Now, I know when you work with people um, and in some of the programs you have, we're going to share with you guys a little bit about Roger's The Perfect Voice program. And the programs that I've done, um, the exercises, they help you um, 
I guess, warm up your voice or help you to expand your range. You mind sharing a little bit about some of the exercises that you typically give people to help them improve their voice? Yeah. I think that people need a daily warm up, like they go to the gym and they stretch. And I've created what I call the vocal warm ups. And they're just exercises, just minutes that you could practice a few times a week that would literally change the way that you take air in and out of your body and change the way that your vocal cords work and get rid of nasal sounds or speaking really airy or turn a soft voice into a loud voice. And so just those few minutes a a day or three times a week of doing the warm-ups, they're like all of a sudden you start to get stronger and thicker and your voice comes out and people are listening to you and they're not interrupting you and people are hiring you for jobs and people want to go out with you and you're thinking, wow, What's different? Do I have a different hairstyle? Do I wear better clothes? Am I somehow smarter? And the answer is you change the way you sounded and you move people emotionally so they want to get to know you. They want to hire you. They want to be with you. Yeah. And I I remember one story. I'm not not sure if you remember the story, but you shared it at the World's Greatest Speaker Training. You had given exercises to John Gray. And John Gray is the author of the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And you gave him these exercises and he shared how... It helped him. It was like a meditative experience because he would normally meditate, but it allowed him to, by doing these exercises, I guess, access those meditative states. Yeah. John was a celibate monk for like 11 years before he wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And he used to just literally meditate for 10, 12 hours a day and travel all around the world in his mind. And he said after about 10 or 15 minutes of doing my vocal exercises, he felt that he was in that same state. So, I mean, it just sounds like googs and gugs, but that's like a mantra. So singing and speaking the way that I teach through my system, a perfect one called the, the perfect voice, actually makes you happier because it releases endorphins into the body and into the brain that like happy hormones. And they, and it also fights against illness. They say that speaking the way that I teach or singing the way that I teach can increase your life expectancy up to eight years. So you are doing what I, making the sounds that I want you to make and you're getting happier scientifically and you're getting healthier and the people that are listening to you are happier because of it and they're getting healthy as well. Yeah, awesome. So something to add to your morning ritual. Now, do you mind sharing with people a little bit about the perfect voice? Absolutely. The, the, the absolute best way to get your voice from where it is to where it needs to be so that you can have better communication, better influence, and a better life because of it is my perfect voice collection. And I have spent years trying to figure out what's the greatest information I could give you in the shortest period of time so that you're learning exactly what you need to know And then you can turn it into speaking better that day, right after you learn something. So the perfect voice is the right online information and the right exercises and just all the secrets that I teach my famous celebrities. And I've packaged it into something that you should have and you could use to make a better life. And I've made it so affordable that there's no excuse not to do it. You only need a few minutes a day or a few times a week to practice and your life will change because your voice will change and how people react to you will also change. Awesome, and I highly recommend guys to check out the program. I've benefited so much from all the different programs that you have in your coaching and whether you wanna 
you're a salesperson or you want to attract a man or woman into your life or to build a YouTube channel or speak or sing, this will absolutely help you be able to do that. So if you guys want to learn more about the Perfect Voice Collection, I'll have a link in the description of this video or you can go to www.projectlifemastery.com slash perfect voice. And Roger and his team has graciously also offered a discount code for you guys as well. If you use the coupon code MASTERY, on your checkout, then you'll save 50 bucks. So Roger, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time. It's an honor to meet you and thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's an honor to meet you. I can't wait to watch your next video. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.